0: Hey, what's up? You're listening to the Hammer and Nigel Show podcast.
1: Thanks for checking it out, and make sure you subscribed. You're listening to the Hammer and Nigel Show on 93 WIBC. My name is Nigel. Jason Hammer is here. We'll go to the drivehubler.com hotline and bring on Rick Snyder, president of the Fraternal Order of Police Lodge 86. Rick, how are you?
2: Doing well, guys.
1: plenty to get to with this conversation. Let's first start with fallen uh, Richmond police officer, Sierra Burton. You spoke at her funeral earlier this week. Just maybe talk about how something like this has a ripple effect throughout the law enforcement community. And not only here in Indiana, but but it's nationwide. and, And maybe also talk about the support given by police to Officer Burton's family.
2: Yeah, I've had the opportunity to uh, interact with officers in different points uh, across the country over the last couple of weeks, and all of them have been monitoring the status of uh, Officer Burton and her fight, uh, as we all know too well here in Indiana, that went on for nearly 39 days. Uh, It's obviously a tragedy, uh, but our, our FOP critical incident team was able to mobilize as as soon as uh, Sierra uh, made the transition in life. And uh, we were able to be there and walk alongside her family. It was a great honor to be able to uh, speak at her funeral. Uh, We were able, through my role with the National FOP Chaplaincy, to uh, provide the opening closing prayers and also the graveside uh, prayer uh, during that uh, ceremony and those honors. So um, it's uh, devastating. I think one of the key things that's important to note is a key topic of discussion amongst officers At that funeral remains and continues to be this possibly being another example where we have a revolving door incident of a repeat violent offender who was out and possibly uh, shouldn't have been had they been held accountable for prior bad acts. And so that uh, discussion and those concerns continue within our Indiana law enforcement community, but also across this country.
0: Rick, before we get into that revolving door that we talk about so often here on this program, uh, one more thing on the Officer Burton funeral. When you speak... At these events and unfortunately there have been way too many of them um, do you get nervous I mean you are the top of the food chain and the FOP in Indiana most people view you as this you know tough hard-nosed guy but it's only human nature to be concerned about the speech you're going to deliver with so many eyeballs on you and knowing what is at stake here
2: I think the best way to describe it is an overwhelming sense of being humbled, Um, Mm -hmm. humbled because of what is occurring, uh, the sacrifice that has been made. And quite honestly, guys, in the role with the chaplaincy, it's uh, overwhelmingly uh, humbling um, when you know that you are providing uh, words of not just encouragement, but words from God himself uh, to help comfort the family, the fellow officers, but also to play a critical role in laying our sister to rest um, alongside other heroes at the Heroes of Public Safety Memorial. Um, so I think the the biggest thing to remember is just the honors that are due for the officer and their family uh, and also how many officers we have laid to rest there at Crown Hill Cemetery from all over the state. And it just reminds us that uh, what officers are willing to risk day in and day out uh, throughout our community and uh, it just really uh, it just really reminds you how remarkable our folks are.
1: Rick, what kind of support do uh, police? Um, do they offer the family of the fallen officers? And not only uh, not only the family, but um, also fellow officers that, that worked with Officer Burton in terms of just support, psychological, emotional support? Is there uh, a physical monetary type of thing that, that is available? What I I'm just just curious is yeah. the, the kind of examples that you could offer.
2: The Fraternal Order of Police has worked very hard over many decades to ensure that uh, appropriate levels of survivor benefits are available for families of fallen officers. And those will be made available uh, to the Burton family and rightfully so. For the fellow officers, uh, they do have mental and emotional wellness uh, opportunities that are, are available to them for ongoing uh, counseling needs uh, just to be able to talk to somebody. Remember, not only did we have an officer that was shot and ultimately killed by this incident, but we had other officers who were shot at and then also witnessed that incident. So it's a, a traumatic event and uh, we have a lot of good support that is available for those officers. Our key component is this, to never let them walk alone, that being the officers and the families involved. Uh, but remember, guys, th- this doesn't just go away and it doesn't go away with the end of this funeral you have long lifelong lasting impacts that will continue on throughout that the, the richmond police department but really throughout law enforcement throughout our state
0: rick snyder is our guest he is the president of the fraternal order of police lodge 86 here in indy uh rick there was a story that i was reading about today these two individuals that went on this robbery spree on the south side, southeast side, a lot of Walmart stores, things like that. Uh, they were arrested, basically caught in the act. They are taken into custody. Strong armed robbery. Strong I mean, armed robbery. And the same day, they're back out on the streets. One of them only pays $700 plus to get out.
2: That's right. From the reporting that we received from Fox 59, which again, kudos to them because they stay on these topics in real time cases. Uh, But uh, Jesse Wells over there was able to identify that this was a male and a female that were arrested as suspects in these. And again, guys, this is on the far south side, exactly in the corridor that we had been talking about for over a year now of where crime and violence was moving to, toward Greenwood, Johnson County. We've seen it play out. These are multiple robberies. These that they were suspected in. Uh, They were actually arrested, according to police reports, literally caught red-handed in the middle of one of these robberies. They're taken into custody. They're taken to the adult process, well, the new jail uh, for processing. And within hours, guys, uh, both are released. The mail was released on a $750 bond for robbery. Now, again, remember, guys, we were told, Uh, We are only doing low-cash bonds for nonviolent felonies. Remember that whole discussion? Oh, sure. And again, we've pointed out time and time again all these violent crimes that get low bonds. This is robbery, of all things, and it equates to a $750 bond, suspects out in just mere hours. And this is a question that I ask. How does that enhance public safety? Furthermore, what does that tell the victim in this robbery about the value of their life in the eyes of, the Marion County court system, but specifically our Marion County prosecutor, because here's what we know guys. And we've learned time and time again from our courts, what they're up against and the cards they're having to play is that our Marion County prosecutor is not staffing the arrestee processing uh, system over the weekends. Hmm. Guys, they keep bankers hours. They go home on Friday evening like everybody else and the criminals Uh, With criminal histories, uh, with new allegations of crimes that are being arrested over the weekend, there's no one there to formally process their formal charges, and the courts oftentimes are forced to let them out on low or no bonds uh, because the prosecutor's office isn't getting their work done. And so then later, you'll see then charges are formally filed by the prosecutor's office on Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday when they catch up from their weekend backlog. Guys, that isn't a way to do system in a major city in our country. I don't know that many other cities do business that way. It was not done that way prior to this prosecutor, but for whatever reason, he has made the decision to pull those prosecutors out of there, just like he made the decision to pull prosecutors out of neighborhood prosecutions, pulling them off the districts where they can be a conduit to the com- to the residents on each of our IMPD districts, uh, he's removed that. It makes no sense. There's no logic to it. And what I said to Fox 59, they didn't play it last night, but when you ask these questions, guys, go ask Ryan Mears why he's not doing that job. Go ask him why these repeat violent offenders and new allegations of violence are getting cycled back into our neighborhoods within mere hours, and our victims are left shaking their heads and shrugging their shoulders at uh, politicians who don't seem to care about them and their safety.
1: Well, Rick, you have asked Ryan Mears to his face, essentially that question. And he turns around with his tail between his legs and walks away and doesn't uh, respond. So uh, the question. Yeah,
2: guys, here's the deal. Here's the deal. He is applying for this job. He is up for election, not re-election, but election because he was appointed to fulfill Terry Curry's term. And he is, should be asking residents to put their trust and confidence in him. So it's only fair that they'd be able to get answers to these questions, just like any other employee would for a job interview, as to why you're. We had the opportunity to see performance before he's actually elected to the office. Why is he not doing these things that are his responsibility as a representative of the state as the Marion County prosecutor?
1: Do you have time to stick around for one more segment, uh, Rick? I, Absolutely. I, okay, I want to sure. ask you about these criminals, and maybe they're a little bit smarter than we're all giving them credit for, and uh, we'll be right back with FOP President Rick Snyder right after this on the Hammer and Nigel Show. And we're back. The Hammer and Nigel Show, 93 WIPC. the and will you still
0: call?
1: Okay, my name is Nigel. Jason Hammer is here. Back to the com hotline. FOP President Rick Snyder is on the phone. We were talking about a man and a woman arrested for strong-armed robbery, uh, accused of several robberies around the South Side, caught literally in the act, and out the next day on low bail. Are these criminals getting arrested? I feel like they're a little bit smarter than we maybe sometimes give them credit for, Rick, um, in terms of knowing the policies, knowing what's going to happen to them when they get arrested, knowing that they'll be back out on the street relatively quick. It's it's almost like getting arrested for even strong-armed robbery is a mere formality for these people.
2: Well, that's exactly right. And it's just a reminder that violent offenders, especially repeat violent offenders, they have no fear of the criminal justice system in Marion County. Mm. And this is why, because they know it's just the cost of doing business that if you get caught, you're just going to get cycled through, process, and released right back out into the neighborhood so that you can continue on with your path of crime and violence. And here's the worst part. If you got locked up because somebody actually had the nerve to report you, uh, had the fortitude to call the police and report the crime, now you're back out with a vengeance and looking to have retribution on the people who... Uh, turned you in and so residents in the community then lose faith in the criminal justice system more importantly they lose faith in the police because they see their the police are the only ones they see they see them making the arrest and then they see the bad guy coming right back out well they attribute that to the police but here again guys the police are doing their job it's your prosecutor and the rest of the system that is not doing theirs and that's why we say indy deserves better
0: Rick Snyder is our guest, FOP president, joining us here on The Hammer and Nigel Show. Rick, so we're talking about this robbery pair that was arrested and released uh, within the same day. This is on the heels of that tragic situation where a woman was gunned down at a a daycare center in front of children from a guy who should never have been back out on the streets as well. It's one story right after the other. Uh, We've talked about this a lot on this show. Rick, when you go around the city of Indianapolis and you talk to people or maybe some of your officers talk to people, are they, you know, talking about what's happening here in Marion County, the long revolving door of this criminal justice system?
2: Absolutely. We hear from folks in the neighborhoods every single day. Uh, here in Indianapolis and in other major cities across the country, because they're all seeing the same thing. And this is what I keep asking. How does this all happen in the same way in every major city across the country? It's almost like it's by design. And what we see is this destabilizing by design to undercut the criminal justice system so that it collapses upon itself. And then we have progressive politicians that are radical in their beliefs that then believe that if they break it, they can remake it. And I'm here to tell you, This current prosecutor, Ryan Mears, falls exactly in line with the Larry Krasners in Philadelphia, the Garcons in uh, L.A., and all other progressive DAs and prosecutors across the country with these woke, broke philosophies of how to approach criminal justice. So here are the fair fair questions. If the prosecutor can't take steps to hold somebody in jail for longer than a couple of hours on a robbery charge, what do you think he's going to do on – theft charges like we've seen in other major cities where people just a crowd walks in and overwhelms a store and just steals everything in sight. I think there's a fair question for this prosecutor. Will he continue to charge felony theft charges for theft amounts that are under a thousand dollars? There's suggestions that if he's reelected, he's going to move away from that and fall in line with these other prosecutors and stop criminally charging
0: folks for that. Wow. Unbelievable. We need
2: confirmation from him what his belief is on that.
0: Rick, and two weeks ago, let it? me jump in here real quick, Rick, because I know yeah. we're up against a break here. Two weeks ago, there was this town hall between the current prosecutor, Ryan Mears, and the challenger, Cindy Carrasco. In that little town hall meeting that they had uh, up on the north side, Ryan Meir said that he has a great relationship with the police. It's only the FOP that he has a problem with. Um, He talked about the relationship he has with the day-to-day officers. And he also did a victory lap on his prosecution percentage. And I just wanted to get your thoughts on that.
2: A few things. The FOP is the Fraternal Order of Police. It's not made up of an individual. It's made up of rank-and-file police officers throughout Indianapolis and Marion County. By the way, every police representative organization has formally endorsed his opponent, not him. Every single one of them in the city of Indianapolis and throughout Marion County. Um, On top of that, uh, related to his, uh, his success rate with prosecutions, he himself told us a year ago that his uh, conviction rate would be artificially inflated because they have so few trials that are occurring, and it will necessitate more sweetheart plea deals to siphon through the backlog of cases that we're facing—37,000 plus criminal trials that are still awaiting uh, their opportunity to go to court. So it's all a sham. I think it's it's more of the same from Ryan Mears, who shrugs, points, runs away. Um, and tries to obfuscate from the real facts and that's why we say facts matter that's why cops are for Carrasco Cindy equals safety safety equals Cindy we need our residents to stand with us and put a prosecutor in place that's going to work with the police and hold violent offenders accountable
0: Rick Snyder president fraternal order of police lodge 86 Rick as always we appreciate your honesty Thanks, Rick. thank you so much for joining us thank you guys god bless it's the hammer and nigel show